to Sufficiently Afflicted, the podcast that aims to help us and you. If you like what you hear, let us know. You can find us on outplay.com. There is no... You're listening to the Random Roll Radio Show, an Outplay production. To find out more about the cast, characters, or the world we're building together, go to randomrollradio.com. Tonight's episode is paid for by listeners like you. If you want to help support the show, leave us a review or go to patreon.com slash outplayproductions. And remember, there is no E in Outplayed. Now please enjoy tonight's episode of the Random Roll Radio Show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Random Roll Radio Show. You are listening to episode 7. My name is Corey. My name is Lurson. And I'm Eric. And I'm Jeremy. Woo-hoo! And I'm Duff. <laughs> Man. Said it with confidence. First try. That was great. <laughs> it's like you've been doing this for years. We practiced all week. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cancel all my other plans. <laughs> His wife walks past and he's in the bathroom mirror. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're divorced if you don't calm down. <laughs> all right so going into this zoo we're all healed up yeah we've uh we spent what three episodes now in this zoo this is uh quite uh quite the trip here technically you haven't even entered the zoo yet i think it only feels like three episodes (laughs) yeah i think this is the third episode isn't it and uh and they're the two were like prologues for going into the zoo and if if that was the prologue then we're gonna get our butts handed to us this parking lot sucks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. a like tailgating no <laughs> tailgating before the That's show right. yeah no good more like walmart at three in the morning <laughs> we got chicken bats and chicken yeah. bears and I've, I've, I've seen a, a couple of owl bears at walmart <laughs> <laughs> before we get into this I need to uh, proposition you, Duff, for some um, news. Whoa. <laughs> it's it's going to cost you. Uh, <laughs> let me, I'm looking for the, uh, the letter Kenny hard no. Um. <laughs> look, look, he's Canadian. I can afford it. My dollars are worth more. <laughs> I don't know. What's the price of gas right now? He, he might be doing all right. <laughs> I, need, I need some bombs, and I've got one hero point. So I would like to trade one hero point for one batch of infused reagents. Hmm. I will allow it for a hero point. But you got to describe mixing them with fury. (laughs) This has to be heroic. Are are we going to do a little flashback to while you were sitting in in the Smith Parva was talking in the Smithy and, and you were like back there doing some crazy... Cocktail shaking in the background. Yeah, 80s right. montage. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, Stu has an ability where each day he gives me a batch of infused reagents, which is what I have to use to make my bombs, uh, which he had already given me for the day. But I would like to think that seeing my plot, knowing <laughs> that we are going into danger, Stu just disappears into his pouch and then just like in a little anime fashion, you hear a little <laughs> boop, boop, and he just 
plops out a batch of infused reagents. <laughs> I, I'm like picturing ratatouille in the kitchen. This so, is stew in the pouch. So putting so everything together. You are a shirtless gnome who has a uh, a side pouch, and in your side pouch is a raccoon who wears a side pouch. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's hanging from my neck, but yes, there, there's there's no reason that Stu can't also have a side pouch. <laughs> and in his side pouch. There's an even smaller stew. Who else has a side? How far does it go? I don't know. This is, um, I mean, that that could be a story arc. How far right. does the pouch go? When we get back to our house, I'm going to have to fashion a small badge to put on Stu's <laughs> chest. Well, all I know is that that's freaking adorable. So we'll just, let's yes. just go with it. So it's allowed. You have those bombs. So uh, I don't know if you want to tell us which bombs it's going to be. Uh, so how that works is I get to make uh, basically multiple of one bomb out of uh, one batch of infused reagents. And I have, for the most part, I can only make two bombs per batch, but I've got two signature bombs, one of them being Alchemist Fire, and that's what I'm going to use. And that will actually give me three bombs instead of two. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, we've decided ahead of time that the hero points are going to be rarer, but you're going to be able to do a little bit more with them than you can do in a traditional Pathfinder 2E game. So I, I think that we're going to allow for spells to be brought back that way. And so I don't see why we can't allow bombs. So it works for me. Oh, and last thing, I'm pretty sure last episode I said I dropped my crossbow and I never said I picked it back up. So I'm picking that bitch up. <laughs> yes. You definitely <laughs> dropped it. You were very unhappy with that crossbow <laughs> and it was unaligned. Did you, did you have to do something to fix the alignment? Were you? Nah. Uh, no, it just, no, I did. I did. It. I fixed it the same way I fixed my phone when it's fucking up. I just bashed <laughs> it against my knee. Yeah. It turns out when you dropped it, it was it, it realigned it. Perfect. <laughs> you're you're going to have to give that crossbow to a kid later. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough fucking around. Let's get into it. So, you are at the main gate. And as, as I said last week, the gates are standing open beneath an archway of a cartoon rust monster. And this rust monster is wearing a top hat. A little different than the you. one you saw. <laughs> no, no, no. And it just, says, Night's Marvelous no. Menagerie, home of Rusty the Rust Monster. Just in front of you, about five feet to the north, you see what appears to be a ticket kiosk uh, with a dirt floor. You can see right into it from where you are. It's got like a, a little grate opening it up. And then further in, you can see a couple of buildings, a couple of small side buildings that are on the western portion of the zoo. And then a larger structure that takes up the north part of the zoo and into the east part. It's like an L shape, north and east. And then in and amongst that, you can see a, a pond with what look to be some icebergs in it. Uh, and then below oh, that, yeah, you penguins. can see it. Yeah. I'm, that's way better than what I thought. I thought polar bears. <laughs> and <laughs> you can see uh, off to the southern part of the zoo, just it would be to your east, uh, the wagons that would allow for the traveling zoo to go about. So they're, they're kind of locked down. Imagine like a fair that you, you've been to. They're locked down and you can see they're gated, have some gates on the sides of them where you can look into them. And they have doors on their, on their west side, most of them. Wait, a little bit confused by this. Are you talking like, uh, like Dumbo, the Disney movie? Yeah, like so they're like, they're wagons. 
that have basically they've been locked up. Their wheels have been locked up so that they're just sitting and and you could open up the back doors and walk in. And there are uh, you can hear animals in those some of those wagons and then the ticket kiosk and you can see like a squawking penguin sort of to, uh, at the top of the icebergs uh, off to the, the northeast. Well, everything looks good here. Uh, I say the Edge Watch's job is done. <laughs> Frost is going through his pockets trying to find enough gold to buy a ticket to get in so he can go <laughs> save these people. <laughs> All right, so that that's the general the general area. There is nobody working at the the uh, kiosk, so you should be fine to get past. Which area do you want to head to? So, just again, up to the north, you've got a couple of side buildings. Off to the northeast, you have the main building that is the inner part of the zoo and then you've got the the wagons in the southern part of the zoo well i guess first and foremost on my mind was after we took our 20 minutes worth of uh hanging out and healing up are there still screams going i mean are do we still have people in trouble <laughs> long dead <laughs> you will you will have to explore i mean you can't hear anything uh, at this point, you can roll a perception. Yards. You can roll a perception <laughs> check if you want. Yeah, this this zoo is not that large. Just just to get a, a sense of it, you're you're looking at about a couple hundred feet. Okay, and, and we and uh, animals are not running amok, uh, so that's no, a good thing. You, the only animal that you can see from where you are is that penguin, penguin. squawking on top of what appears to be icebergs from where you are. Do I get Quiet. a hero point for calling that as a penguin? <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll think about it if we get to the end of the episode and I feel like I've been too stingy with the hero points, then I'll consider it for that one. I, I mean, I didn't give you a hero point for coming up with the plan, the ore plan last week. I don't know about noticing that icebergs equal penguins <laughs> is going to get get you one. Cows from Copperwood. They don't know shit about penguins. <laughs> you don't on, know. This is a flash of inspiration. <laughs> You've never been there. <laughs> I've been in the Emmonwood. Ain't no penguins in the Emmonwood. Right, uh, so cow, cow got an eight look. on perception. Twenty-three for Frost. Twelve for Ago. That's a four for Quinn. Whew, perceptive bunch. Um, <laughs> Did you roll a zero? <laughs> so you, can, you can't hear any screaming. You don't see any people in the area. Just that that penguin, and then you can hear to the north of the ticket kiosk that you saw from a, a building that's up that way that seems to have some posts around it some barrels around it can't tell what the building is from where you are but you hear who was the 23 was that frost 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 can hear something that sounds a little like laughter it's like okay not going uh, in that building from from that (laughs) building it seems to be coming from that building lock that door up and uh, call that good (laughs) well guys uh unfortunately i think uh this fair has a clown (laughs) <laughs> or something's something's really got a weird laugh or something. I'm out. That, uh, <laughs> I, I'll fight another owlbear before I fight a clown. Well, the only thing we know about is that Ankrov, and I know for a fact, Ankrovs don't laugh. So, let's lock the door on that one, and uh, we go look for the Ankrov. All right, I'll start trying to sneak up on it. Wait, I think we're on separate pages here. Are we going towards the laughter, or are we looking for the Ankrov? Well, we know where the laughter is. I have no idea where this Ankrav is. Well, yeah, laughter's not a crime, unless it's really fucking creepy. It's real fucking creepy, <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can go check on Alta, I guess. I can go, uh, I can, I can uh, sneak up on it and uh, see if there's, I can maybe peek in. 
Uh, go do that if you want. I'm smaller than you, Frost. Sure, lead the way, big boy. Okay. <laughs> Pats him on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'll do. I'll uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, sneak towards the stealth, as it were, towards the laughter. In my noisy armor... Uh, uh, stealth worked out really well for you last time. Stealth worked out really well, and it... Uh, so I got uh, four. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely the best boom, man for boom, the job. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, this is not like a forest. I don't know what the fuck is going on. With a 14, you uh, <laughs> you barely hear Frost walk up behind you. Smooth. <laughs> Maybe you go ahead, I whisper. Oh, I think we're past that, buddy. Go ahead and take a look. <laughs> All right, where you gotta show me where you are on the map here, at this point. I'm gonna sneak, <clears throat> in quotes, past the uh, the kiosk uh, and go up towards the, the closest to the building that I hear the laughter coming from, and I'm going to see if there's some way that I can peer in at all. Uh, Frost is gonna follow him, but stop at the building closest to us and peek through what I think is a window. So Frost stays towards the kiosk silently when he looks in. He can see tickets that have Rusty's image on them, that that image of the rust monster with the top hat. And you can see a steel cash box lying on the ground, and it's empty. Ooh, all right. Ago, as he steps within five feet of the, the area with the laughter, this looks like a concession stand. As he comes up to it, he can see some like poles that would guide people and where they were walking. And he can hear that, <laughs> and it stops and all of a sudden standing up on its four legs he sees a hyena and oh, next to it on. <laughs> another hyena stands up and they both make a move towards Ago. roll for initiative uh Last thing uh, Frost was doing was stealth. Am I going to use that as initiative now? This can be separate because uh, I took that as happening separately from from Ago because you didn't go as far. Sweet. 14. 20 for Cal. Quinn got a 12. 10 for Ago. Apparently I'm completely surprised by the, the, the laughing sounds. All right. So our order is Cal. You you, you managed to get a, a first in or, in the order. Here, so it's going to be Cal, and then one of the hyenas, and then Frost, Quinn, Ago, and the other hyena. Well, now that I've got it, I don't want it because I don't know. What to <laughs> <do>. <laughs> so uh, this looks like a hyena in our world would look. This nothing magical or different that you'd be able to see. It just looks like a, a large dog with a really powerful jaw, brown spotted hyena. So it's a basic bitch in this world. <laughs> Pretty much. So, so I do know some things about hyenas, and you said it has a powerful jaw. It is one of the only animals in the savannah that just straight up eats bones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you don't want to mess with a hyena. I, no, I don't want to mess with a hyena. No, as, as, as a matter of fact, no. So actually where Cal is positioned, I hate it whenever I decide to play things right. Cal can't see those hyenas. He doesn't know there's anything. So in that case, he just wouldn't react. He's going to delay. So Cal delays. The first hyena's up with Frost on deck. The first hyena that had already made a move towards Ago now attacks. It bites out at him with a 15. Oh, 15 does not hit. 
15 means that by that the new breastplate works. So life, life nice. is nice. So it bites and it, it just sort of bounces off and it, it bites again. Wait, oh, come on. Well, you don't have to worry about this one because this was a whopping eight. Aha. But it, it ain't that smart. It's going to try to bite you again. So at this point, can I yell? Can I yell out? <laughs> is it your turn? Okay, fine, fair <laughs> hey, Duff no. just says, sit down, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to worry. The third bite also misses. And oh my God, it is, God. It is okay. Frost's turn with uh, Quinn on deck. I am only 10, 15 feet from this. Can I hear them attacking him? I'm, I assume they're making Yeah, noises. I think at this point you would be able to hear the, the laughter had stopped because you heard the laughter in the first place and you would have heard... Uh, it's starting to lunge out and bite at Ago. Alright, so I'll turn back as my free action and just be like, Ago's in trouble! And what I'm going to do is run around the kiosk and all the way up to the hyena, uh, which is about 25 feet, and I'm going to try to shove it back inside the building. I like your moxie. And I assume I completely fucked that up. <laughs> I rolled a natural two on the dice. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to shove him. You might have lost your arm in its mouth. You know, uh, I'll try to shove it again. Uh, I was a little off balance from running here so quickly, and I will try to shove it again. It's a 14. And that's against its fortitude DC? To shove it? Yes, fortitude DC. Okay, then it, it doesn't work. It doesn't move. Cool, I'll just stand here directly in front of both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the frontline fighter world, buddy. Woof. <laughs> God. Then it is uh, Quinn up with Ago on deck. Unless Cal wants to jump in at this point, given that Frost did turn and Cal would now be aware of what's going on. I'll let Quinn go, but I am going to go before it goes to a new round. Okay. So, Quinn, you're up. All right. Um, Quinn would have seen the hyena lunge out around uh, could Quinn have seen this around the building I think he would see he might not have seen that it was a hyena but he would have seen Ago's reaction he's a little too the, the building itself is blocking the hyena from your vision but you would have seen Ago lunge back as it lunged at him okay I think Quinn would move up just enough to be able to see what Ago is dealing with okay it's about 20 feet so he moves up and he sees uh, Frost right in front of this hyena. He's going to cast a cantrip. Okay. It's a uh, Stoke the Heart. It's a focus spell. All right. What does it do? I don't think you've done that one. I have not. It's a, It's actually a hex. The target gains plus two status bonus to damage rolls. All right. And how long does that last? It is uh, sustained up to one minute. Okay. So a plus two to damage rolls for... Uh, was that for Ago or Frost? Sorry. That's for Frost. Okay. So plus two for damage to Frost. So this one is to all enemies for the next minute. Yes. Okay. But it is it is uh, sustained. Your cantrips are so good. Seriously. <laughs> cantrips in so, 2E are just better. So like good. If you played 1E and you were thinking, you know, oh man, he's only got cantrips left. Cantrips in 2E are not at all like cantrips in 1E. They are much more powerful and they continue to to go to level with you. So cantrips definitely don't suck. And uh, I have one action left, but uh, that's that's gonna be my turn. Is that only a one action spell? It is, but it's a focus spell. Uh, so I do lose my focus point until I get it back. 
So it is Ago up with the second hyena on deck, unless Cal decides to jump in. Cal decides to jump in! Alright, so you're jumping in now? Yeah, new challenger approaches. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Thank heavens. Okay, so Cal has to use two move actions. Uh, he's actually going to go around the ticket booth to the other side uh, to actually see the hyenas, and I'm doing that because uh, the left side is pretty clogged, right side wide open. So this is towards the pond in the center, so you're kind of between the pond and, and the concession stand. Yep. After he moves up to where he can see the hyenas, he is going to pull one of his bombs that his GM very graciously gave him. You earned those with your hero point. <laughs> He's gonna chuck it. Set Fuck it and me. forget it. It's a ten. Total? Yeah. Yeah, it does <laughs> it does not hit. It does not hit. Alright, oh, no. so you're gonna get some slash damage here? Yeah, it's if it's not a critical miss, then no critical then, miss. Yeah, then he's gonna take one splash damage. Missing on a bomb whenever I only have three of them is so brutal. Yeah, yeah that hurts. That's super painful. And so that's the hyena that was attacking Ago that you threw that at. Yeah, hyena one. So I have the option of of hitting both of them with splash damage, but I'm not gonna do it because I would also hit Frost and Ago. And I have no idea what else we have to go through after well, we it, kill these hyenas. I mean, to, to con- one consideration is it, it would only hit their stamina at this point. No, that that's not over. That's done. <laughs> I like what what, what Corey's saying. I, I, I don't like what Duff is saying. So let's go <laughs> with Corey. Why yeah, would I what? ever send you in the wrong direction? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my turn. Ago is up with the second hyena on deck, and then we'll be back to the uh, top of the order. Okay, well, uh, so I did not have my kukri drawn because I didn't say that I had. So first action is to pull the kukri, kukri out from the sheath uh, to small of my back. Second really? Action... Ago doesn't walk into the zoo that has had the creatures coming out with his kukri out? Like he just walked in there. Hmm, hey, man. Maybe there's I nothing will, in here. I will take it if you will grant it. You have the kukri say... out, man. Okay, I, I can't right. believe you're Shoot. stealthing through this place thinking that there could be something violent there and you're just like, nah, I'll just leave my weapons sheathed. Yeah, let's... Yeah, let's go towards the creepy laughter. I, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Nah. Okay, good. All right, cool. Nah, so, but you got hit good. by that bomb. You took a damage. <laughs> Just have, kidding, no damage. Tough, tough choices everywhere. Perfect. In that case, then I focus, uh, I channel the focus of my uh, my, my ancestors and cast gravity weapon uh, for my first action. Uh, and then I'm going to designate the first uh, hyena as my hunted prey. Okay. And then... Third action, final action, not moving my ass anywhere. I'm going to lash out at the... Uh, and I rolled a natural 20. Ooh. Not going to lie. Gonna hurt. Well, that is a critical success. Are you going to do double damage, or are you going to uh, pull a card? We haven't done a card, so I'm going to do a card. Because gravity weapon probably gives you some ridiculous double damage anyway, doesn't it? Uh, it gives me, yeah, yeah, it gives me double, double damage, so... So I don't know if we've said this on the show or not. The way that we're playing this is if you roll a natural 20, you have the option of doing just double damage. Or you can pull a card, and the card has some crazy effect. Some of them are kind of mundane, and some of them are absolutely overpowered. And Lurson is in charge of these cards. That's because Lurson buys everything he can. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Paizo! We love you! All right, so... uh, yeah, we are using the Paizo uh, deck, and you, you are using a slashing weapon, so... 
you lash out and the target is knocked prone. Normal damage. Alright, so prone, uh, which is cool. I'm rolling to roll my damage. Uh, do I get to re- get to roll it again? So, uh, <laughs> I don't have good damage on that. So that is a roll. So with the gravity weapon, I get to double my damage anyway. And with uh, precision, I get to add a 1d8 to my damage, which you think that would turn out to be awesome, but I rolled two ones and a two. So that is a total of four damage. <laughs> so you rolled two d6 and a d8, and you did four damage? I, I did. I did. So Plus your strength modifier. I can see why they didn't take you on one of the other watches. This is why you ended up in the edge watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, plus my strength modifier. So that's seven damage. You're right. There you, you go. Person. I was so depressed. I was so depressed by the fucking die rolls. All right, so I slam my blade in with a, an aggressive yawp and do seven damage. So you hit it the, so the hard that it falls prone. It's on the ground and it is like shaking its head and hurting pretty badly. You can see that it's in pretty bad shape. I'll, I'll take it. That's very generous of you. For your second action. No, that was all of them. That's all right? of them? Oh, right, because the gra- gravity weapon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, you can do a lot just standing there. <laughs> Luckily, you didn't have to pull that kukri out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the second hyena now makes a move out. So it, makes t- it uses two move actions, moves out the door on the other side of the building from where Ago and Frost are fighting the first one. And the second one runs out the back and comes right up on Cal. You oh, son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Every time. You're not going to let me use my reach weapon, are you? <laughs> Honestly, did not even consider it. Um, that is a 15. A 15 to cuddle? A 15 to cuddle. <laughs> it's, well, it's it's a miss to cuddle. <laughs> so it bites out at your bare skin, and you can feel like the saliva from its mouth drip off, off of its jaw and hit you on the arm. That, it doesn't do any damage to you, and it missed with with that strike. But its its warm breath is on you, and I I don't think you want to get bitten by this thing. Now, oh, oh was that was that a hint that it's poison? No, no, no hints there. I'm just trying to add a little flavor to what it would feel like to be in hand to hand combat with a hyena. <laughs> I feel like it would not be good. I mean, not any worse than an owl bear, I would guess, but it it probably would be kind of scary. Uh, of the creatures in the actual wild, one of the worst things I think to run into would be a hyena. Now it is back to the, the we're in the start of the second round, back to hyena one who's knocked prone. It shakes its head, stands up, and attacks the source of the damage that it just took. It makes an attack on Ago. It's still in the same spot. That is a 23. Yeah, that, that gets through the armor for sure. Minimum damage. It does four damage, Ow. but but it does uh, it does knock you down. Oh, all right. It has plus knockdown to this, so it knocks you down, and that makes you prone. Indeed. And it now has a second action that it can do if you're prone. This is also an attack. Oh, do tell. But it missed, so you're okay. You, you don't want to find out, but uh, you took <laughs> no, your no. damage, and no, its, turn, don't. its turn is done. Uh, Frost is up with Quinn on deck. All right, so Frost is uh, has a little bit of a dilemma here. Um, 
Uh, a hyena just jumped on Ago's chest and is dragging him around. But his brother is in hand-to-hand combat <laughs> with a uh, with a hyena. <laughs> so he's uh he's looking around, but so he's gonna try to, to save them both because that's always the option. <laughs> so first action is he's going to uh, slash out with his uh, guitar arm at the one on top of Ago. All right. That's a man. Math is so hard when you're on the spot. <laughs> it's a twenty-three to hit. That's a hit. Well, I would I would hope so. <laughs> I was deciding whether it was a critical hit or not. That is ten damage. Plus two. Uh, <laughs> Twelve damage. <laughs> <laughs> the hyena that is standing above Ago, the geese arm just goes right into it and it falls down dead. Woo-hoo! Beside yes. Ago. Yes. All right. So I'm then going to move ten feet to my uh, to my side here and try uh, take a stab at the one that's uh, right next to my brother. And I know that a hero can save me. <laughs> it is a miss, but I don't know if it's critical or not. It, it don't worry. Oh about. fuck! The hero wasn't nearly good enough. <laughs> it's a it's, it's a seven. It doesn't have anything that it can do to you on a critical miss anyway, so no big deal. All right. It is now Quinn's turn with Cal on deck and one dead hyena. Quinn is going to round the corner of the uh, ticket office. Okay. And he sees that Cal is in a little bit of trouble with the hyena kind of snapping at him. Uh, And he is going to cast Forbidding Word between Cal and the hyena. And that will give Cal a plus one status bonus to armor class and saving throws against the hyena. Man. Nice. All that that armor he's got on. (laughs) Uh, My nipples are hard just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I lose my uh, my plus two then, don't I? Oh yeah, That's should have sustained. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I don't I don't need the plus two to take out these things. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> He's right though. That's that's Quinn's turn. <laughs> All right, it, it is Cal up with Ago on deck. All right, seeing how easy that last hyena went down compared to the shit we've been fighting before, I'm not going to use another bomb on this. So I'm going to pull a dagger. I think for the first time. Mm -hmm. That's the first time I can remember. Yeah, I don't remember any daggers. Yeah, so uh, first action, draw the dagger. Second action, he's going to stab at this hyena. Natural three. Mm. That's That's a miss about right for your first time using a dagger <laughs> well i mean first time in the show kyle's like 18 years old he's used a dagger before <laughs> he may not have had to to do it with a, a slavering hyena in his face speaking of the slavering uh cal's gonna back up and just move to the south and that is his turn just for a picture of the battlefield again before Ago's turn comes up Ago quinn are standing on the west side of the battlefield behind sort of off to the the back side of the ticket kiosk. Frost is right up in the face of the second hyena and uh, Cal has moved further south towards the wagons. Ago, you're up. First action, Ago is going to pick himself up on, off the ground, throwing the hyena that uh, Frost, thank you, killed <laughs> off of him and then uh, stand up 
use his second action to charge across to interpose himself between where the uh, the, the hyena is and where Cal is backed away. So I'm going to jump right in, in between there. And with my third and final action, I'm going to lash out with the full force of my gravity weapon still in effect. Hopefully I can strike this thing and do some damage. Dice went way under there. Uh, that is a, with Kukuri's a 16 to hit. That's a hit. Awesome. Awesome. Finish him. Yes. There we go. There we go. So uh, that is 13 points of damage as I slam my, my Kukuri's blade down. <laughs> I like how his, his normal attack here is better than, <laughs> than like massive bonuses he had to the uh, last one. <laughs> too, so... This was with the actual gravity weapon, rolling a seven on the gravity weapon, and rolling uh, a one and a two. On All my, right. Uh, well, describe it, because this hyena's yeah. dead. All right. Well, my my blade makes contact with where its head connects to its neck, and I slash through its spine and drive it into the dirt. And it falls. Frost stabs it again. <laughs> it is dead. So you have two dead hyenas, and uh, you can hear the penguin squawking just off to the side. We're out of combat. And Ago, where you're standing, you can see that there's like a stone pillar just in front of the water. And you can see on it, it says, penguins can run faster than any land animal. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a zoo fact that is on the it appears to have been posted there it says right next to it like penguin facts penguins can run faster than any land animal uh can i do a nature check to see if that's true <laughs> yeah it, it has a dc of zero that is definitely not true <laughs> <laughs> well i did not make that dc <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the intermission. Uh, my name is Argo Islada. Hey, and, uh... Argo! Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, Argo! Oh, uh, no, no. I got this, man. Who? I got this. What you talk about? You, you have no idea what you're talking about. Of course I know what I talk about. No, no, no. I, I got this. We, we got to tell them how to support the show. No, I, that's what I said. Okay, fine. Fine. You take care of it. But, uh, don't... Don't mess it up, okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll try not to mess it up, man. Thanks. Okay, look. Hey, thanks for uh, tuning into the intermission. I don't want to keep this too long because I'm sure one of us is probably either dead or dying. Uh, and at this point, I have no idea where they're going to drop this intermission in. I just wanted to let you know if you want to support the show. What do you mean, if? You absolutely can. Uh, you know, in addition to reviews and all the other stuff that everybody always begs for, I'm going to do the other thing that everybody always asks You're for. And begging that's... for loser. You're no beg. Come on, man. You're cramping my style. Just let me do my job here, okay? Well, fine. You can do your job, but you got to not mess it up. Yeah, got it. But you're not helping, okay? Yeah, okay. So, anyway, if you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com, Outplayed Productions. Over there, we have got three different tiers that you can use to support us. At the $5 tier, $10 tier, and $20 tier. What's a dollar? Don't worry about it, Otto. If you go in for the $5 tier, you're going to get a chance to vote in some polls that we're setting up so that you can help Duff decide how he's going to make our days uh, miserable. You'll get to help pick the foes that we go up against and other NPCs. And at the $10 tier, you'll get entered into a lottery to select folks to either help design those NPCs or even help design 
one of the critical cards that you hear us pull from whenever we have a critical fumble or a critical success. That's me doing the critical success, not you. That's in addition to the $5 stuff. And at the $20 tier, not only do you get the $5 and $10 stuff, but you get a chance to work with one of the cast members to design a so-called backup card. Whoa, wait a minute. What the hell is that? Well, that's what I was trying to get to, Ago. It's a card for- You mean somebody come? No, no, no just let me talk about somebody it. come up for rescue us? Yeah, well, if I could explain- That would be so cool. Right, so let wait, me- always ask myself, why are we always alone? Right. Why we have never had support, and that now, you know- No, I get it, I get it. We but need more help. Let me tell you the- And this is a way okay, fine. for you to help us out. There are a bunch of people in Edgewatch. Well, there are a bunch of people wandering around. Why are we always alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Okay, I hear you, Sago. But we're going to have to get the Patreons to yeah, support us no before sense. Edgewatch is going to support you, my buddy. So, good luck out there. Luck got nothing to do with it. Skill only. Right. Okay. You take us, skill. And with that, I'm going to let you guys get back to the show. Remember, patreon.com forward slash Outplayed Productions. And as always, there is no E in Outplayed. No E. I will look up to where Frost is, and I'll, I have to, you know, pull my blade out of the neck of this uh, this hyena and say, "Not Ankrov." No, but uh, they could have seriously hurt somebody, so it's a good thing we still checked. Uh, you know, usually I'd be in other campaigns looting all these buildings, but I guess we just keep moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> that was a past life. <laughs> I can't believe I actually used a bomb on these. I sh- fuck. I should just let you guys slash them. <laughs> <laughs> no lie, these things are very dangerous. I uh, I don't know where they come from, but uh, big dog, bad idea. <laughs> Frost just looks directly at you, deadpan, <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> and so as as that's happening, Quinn Quinn notices that where they were, that was what appears to be a concession stand. So it's got like a red and white canvas roof on it, and you can see. Now there are some signs there, and they say things like Arcadian gold corn and owlbear chow and things like that. It's your typical fair type food. Uh, who wants snacks? <laughs> uh, Frost goes into the ticket booth and grabs four tickets, one for each of us. And he, oh, you uh, got rusty bucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so as he does that, he sees that that broken steel money case uh, and realizes you know somebody steal cash yeah. box somebody some some opportunist walked out with a little bit of cash do a quick perception to see if there's any like someone dropped their hat billfold full of uh names you can roll it well it's a it's actually a 19 uh plus seven so 26 to look for clues so you can see that it's been broken open like forcibly open you can see the broken lock on the ground next to it but there's no footprints. It's it's got a like a stone floor here, like a tiled floor, and it wasn't dirty enough that you can see any obvious footprints. Plus, you've got all these tickets littered around in the in the area. All right, I don't see anything else in here. Uh, Quinn, anything uh, anything in the concession booth? We got candy corn. Uh, there's no pickles. Uh, <laughs> what are, what are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> this is a real opportunity for Grunk and Pelmo. <laughs> yeah, I, apologize. I was really more looking to see if there was any people hiding or dead bodies, but, uh, you know, I-, I-, I might come back from that candy corn. No dead bodies, but that's a weird thing for you to want. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it, it was more a, a fact finding. You know, it's it's not important. <laughs> Got All right. It. So that penguin, that penguin is still squawking away. Uh, on top, of it. it's, and a, as you've gotten closer, uh, roll roll some perception checks here. God, the shape shifting penguins about to eat our shit. Damn it, uh, that's great. A nine for Frost. Fifteen, Cal. Uh, Sixteen, Hago. Twelve for Quinn. As you get closer, you, you realize that those are just regular old stones that have been painted to look like icebergs. <laughs> That's really all you see, other than the squawking uh, penguin. And then on the surface of the water, you can see a lot of feathers, penguin feathers, and blood. Okay, so something is eating away at these penguins. So this pond is, what, 30 feet, 40 feet across uh, from where we are? Yep, that is correct. And moves towards the main building. I say pond, but it, it looks like it's not very deep, even at its deepest. Well, we could try to save the penguins, but I think we're here to save the people, right? I don't care about some bird. I care about the people. So speaking of the people, Parva said that there were, were dozens of people here. I don't see anybody so far. I fear for the worst. That's why I don't think we can spend our time trying to save the penguins. I don't know what's in that water, and I don't even know how to fight it if we did know what was there. I agree. I think we gotta go. We gotta go find the people. Alright, I'll lead the way this time, Ago. Uh, yeah, I think that better. Alright, so Frost will walk uh, to the north, oh, about 20 feet or so, and there's small building and a really large building. Either one of those doors open, closed... The large building is the furthest east part of the main zoo building. It the door there is closed and there's no obvious way to open it like it opens from inside and appears to be locked like there's no nothing you can manipulate on this side to open that door. It's a pretty heavy door. On the other side is a, a small building and you can hear what sounds like crying coming from inside it like just <laughs> Oh, and it's just it's got an open door a wide open door it's got got an open door yeah so um, I'll wave the others over and uh, take a peek through the door okay when he waves us over I'll I'll trot up to stand right next to him I said earlier sorry Frost is now looking into this what looks like a supply shed I said that the he had next to him the easternmost part of the building I, I misspoke that's the westernmost part of the main building to his west is the supply shed. It's a large wooden shed, no windows. It's got the door on the east side. That's the only opening, and that's where Frost is standing. It's, there's a very pungent smell coming from just north of here. It, it smells like dung, and it, it's overwhelming at this point. I would imagine Ago could really smell it where he is. He's not much further south than, than Frost is. Yeah, smell good. <laughs> Inside the building is packed with shovels, pitchforks, buckets, that kind of stuff. And in the far corner is a male gnome sitting down and just head in hands seems to be crying. Uh, Frost will walk in and uh, before he does that, he'll uh, wave over uh, Cal because he's way better at these kinds of things. Cal, brother, you're uh, you're better at dealing with... uh the emotional part of this job. Why don't you uh, lead the way? Cal will move up to the gnome and put his hand on his shoulder. 
what are you crying for? What's what's going on? He seems startled for a second. He looks up and his eyes are just red. He's got a, a large wound on his right arm and he wipes away some tears. He said, Rusty, Rusty got out. He, he attacked me. I think there are a lot of people in danger. Well, that's exactly why we're here. And in fact, we've taken care of Rusty. And not only that, we've got somebody who could take care of those wounds for you. Argo, do you, do you mind looking after this fella here? I poke my head around the door and I say, What is it, Cal? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I walk over to them, pulling my medical kit out as I go. I crouch down and take a look at his wounds. So you bandage him up, I guess? Yep, I'm going to bandage him up. And uh, let me remind myself of treat wounds again. Is it three or two? D8. <laughs> two D8. Two D8. All right, cool. So, yeah, because it's just on a regular. So that is <laughs> Death a total don't care. of uh, nine. <laughs> yeah. He not got to fight with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So a total uh, of nine. All right. So you, you patch him up pretty well. So he the gnome looks looks to Ago and he, he thank thank you. Thank you. I've I've never seen I've never seen Rusty behave like this. Uh, it was it was so strange. Uh, there are a lot of people that might be in danger. I I, I don't know. I, I tried to get them all to safety as as, as quickly as I could uh, and and then I just I ran here. I'm I'm not really a fighter and Rusty was behaving very very strangely. So you speak as though you know Rusty very well. Uh, do you work here? What's what's your relationship? Yeah, I, I, I'm Rusty's main keeper. I'm I'm the head uh, head zookeeper here. So in that case, you know why everybody broke out? All the animals. All, all the animals? I knew I knew Rusty had got out and and a couple. What? All the animals? Oh oh my god! This oh this is this is a disaster. If if. Archie and Manera hadn't a run off for a blanket rodeo uh, and never come back, we wouldn't be stretched so thin and this might not have happened. <laughs> I am using that the next time that I a have blanket rodeo. anything like that at all. <laughs> I am using that term. <laughs> anything. <laughs> Even now close I'm, to it. <laughs> so how, how often are you in need of a term to describe that? <laughs> Hey man, I've been married a long time. I'm just saying. Maybe he's a little lonely sometimes. <laughs> you looking for a little quilt coitus? <laughs> well, we got our Easter egg. <laughs> We've definitely encountered several animals that have gotten out. Um, it sounds like you're short-staffed whatever the circumstances may be. What else can we expect? We've So far, we've fought a cockatrice, an owlbear, a rust monster, and some hyenas. I'm afraid that we're going to keep going up against something worse, but... You, you saw Rusty? You saw Rusty? Is Rusty still alive? Yes, we, we actually went up against him. A uh, hell of a foe, but we managed to trap him inside, uh, inside a market. He ate my armor. He ate my armor. That damn thing. Your armor looks fine. Uh, he—he's—he's he's very <laughs> gentle. He's—he's—he's he's, he's normal. Good. I—I went—I went to. I was—I was moving around and giving every every all the creatures their their water uh, this morning, and 
and I went into Rusty's enclosure, and he he just attacked, and he's never done that before. The, the, he's a, a very peaceful creature normally, but but he he behaved really strangely. And the other creatures that got out I, that that you're talking about, you're talking about Hoots and Beaktooth. Oh, they they oh, that's terrible. You, they're dead. Are they alive? Are they dead? What what happened with them? No, they're very dead. Yeah, all goes right. For the most part, we killed them. We we managed to save Rusty because, frankly, we couldn't pass the DCs to hit him. But uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a very difficult creature. Uh, he's an elite rust monster. He's the the greatest rust monster you could imagine. Uh, I'm sorry you had to 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 fight him, and and uh, he probably let all the other creatures free. Every other enclosure, other than Rusty's, has metal locking them in. And if if Rusty was free for long enough, he would have let. He would have let them all out. Some of I, I saw a couple that he let out. I, I, I knew that Beaktooth had gotten out. I didn't realize Hoots had, uh, but but Beaktooth was also acting much more aggressively than I would expect. I can honestly say that uh, that Rusty wasn't very violent to us. Actually, he he was just interested in eating. Uh, however, eating my armor, yeah, yeah. I'll go here. He's pretty upset about about his armor. Yeah, you got them straight, yeah. But that aside, calm the fuck down, Argo. Uh, that aside, <laughs> there are some animals here that are that are actually pretty dangerous. You seem to know this zoo very well. We may need you as a guide in order to get all of this under wraps. I can tell you every everything I know now, but I have to get to Rusty. If you've you've where is he? You said you said you defeated him, but he's he's locked up or something. Rusty's fine. You don't have to worry about him. We didn't harm him. He's currently just hanging out in a store. However, there are people that are in danger because of the the animals that he let out. That is our main focus right now. Rusty has a absolute full belly. I understand. I, I appreciate that you didn't kill him, uh, but he's a very temperamental creature, and uh, it seems something's upset him, and I, I need to check on him. But I can tell you everything you need to know about uh, the other creatures that are in the, the zoo, uh, but but I have to get to Rusty as soon as possible. All right. That's a good compromise. You don't have to come with us. Just tell us what you know, what we might come up against. Uh, you hear from outside, Frost yell, Do you need me to punch him, brother? <laughs> no, I don't think that'll be necessary. All right. <laughs> Sound like Paul McCartney for a second there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um. All right. So, what do you want to know? Well, I've given you the list of things that we've defeated so far. I don't know what else we're gonna come up against in this zoo. What else do you have here? It it depends on what what he's let out. Um, we have. Mostly things you'd see, like hyenas and and some snakes. Um, um, there is Big Berta, giant giant viper. Uh, if she got out, that that wouldn't be fun. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm very distressed right now. Uh, there there's an Ancraft. Oh, if he got out, we call him that bastard. He is probably the most dangerous thing uh, anywhere. Anywhere at the Radiant Festival. Okay, so that's a bad idea, because we already know he's probably out. So, maybe you tell us, how is it you control 
big bastard. Or that bastard. We don't control him. He, he just stays in his room. Uh, we have enclosures to prevent him from, from melting bars. Uh, he should still be stuck behind that enclosure. I, I don't see how Rusty... I mean, Rusty could unlock the, the lock, but he still shouldn't be able to get out unless he figured out how to use the door. We've heard of the Ankrav. Uh, tell us some more about this viper. Is this something that could have gotten out? It's it's possible. If, R- if Rusty went through that part of the enclosure, he, he could have let anything out. Uh, we had smaller stakes. We had a viper. We had some flash beetles. Uh, oh, what else? Um, an almirage? Uh, I don't know if, if you've ever seen an almirage. It, it, it's like a bunny that looks like a unicorn. It's got like a, a horn, a magical horn coming out of it. What a place this is! It's a menagerie. So you got this crazy, uh, the Ross Monster want to free everybody, and now you got a, a, a bunny rabbit with a, a magical horn? Yeah, but that's not like Rusty. I, I feed him every morning. I take the water to him every morning. He's never, ever attacked me like that. He, I, I gave him his water, he drank the water, uh, and then he just attacked me. This is not like him when I was feeding him. I, you know, I, I just did what I normally do. Well, I think you've helped us out uh, quite a bit. I would advise you against letting Rusty out at this point. We don't know what else he could do. You know, if there are some animals that haven't yet been let out, he could possibly let them out. Please just don't don't let Rusty out of uh, the prison that we've put him in until we get this whole thing under wraps. Okay, I, I, I won't. I'll just go in and, and talk to him. Ask about the water. Won't you ask about the water? I'm outside. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so you said something earlier about uh, uh, your, your creatures behaving strangely after you giving them water this morning. Yeah. Was that first time? Yeah, I've never seen them act like that. Well, no, where you, where you get the water from? Right, right here, and he points at the cistern that's like right next to him. In this room. Huh. Uh, Cal. Can I pull Cal aside a little bit? Just give us a minute. I gotta talk to my, uh, my partner here. Okay. Turn to Cal, and I say, Cal, I think there's something wrong. These these animals not behaving strange, like like normal. I mean, this this thing obviously is a uh, somebody want to, to 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 let these things out. This is not just random. So, I don't know. Is there some sort of thing you can do to the water, like to to make a to make an animal crazy? Some sort of alchemical thing thing that you do? Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. I mean, we. We definitely saw in the ticket booth that somebody took the cash, right? They they broke open the lockbox. We've got animals going crazy. That would be a good distraction, right? Yeah, the one thing I think though, that's not a lot of money from uh you know, in the cash box. But we we already run into people who say that they want to uh the, the, the rich fucks and so on. That there's a lot of people who are not happy about this this this, this festival going on. I'm starting to get worried that maybe this is something bigger, you know? Like, uh, cause a distraction. Now we got Grave Wrecker, it's missing. And now we got, uh, all these animals running around and, uh, hopefully not killing people, but we don't know yet. You know? I think we stumble into something a lot bigger. I mean, it's possible, but you say it's not a lot of money, but to a lot of people, that's a lot of money. Well, it's more money than I make, you know? Yeah, it's it's more money than than any of us make. But uh, it right now, I don't think that we can make the connection that Gravereaker and everything else is connected. 
but we don't have a lot to go on. Okay, well, I still worry. I'm very worried about other people. We got to we got to get into the other building. We know this guy. We know where he is. Uh, we know his name is. Uh, we know where we can find him. Maybe we just uh, we go back out and we talk to Quinn and we talk to uh, to Frost and we, we continue on. I, I'm still very worried that we got nobody else besides us here. You know, I, I'm feeling very alone at the moment. Yeah, it, it definitely seems that we need backup right now and backup's not coming. It could possibly be because what's going on with Gravebreaker. We don't know. The rest of the squads may be there. But uh, y- you mentioned the water. Let's uh, let's let's check it out. Can I do a perception check? Yep. Natural two. Oh, oh. damn! It's it's wet. Oh. <laughs> so while he's talking to while he's over investigating the cistern, I'm going to be talking to Remy a little bit, and then um, when when Cal says that there's nothing wrong with the water, I'm going to go over and I say, "Hey, Cal, I, I want to check it out," you know, and I tap my nose a little bit. And I'm going to try to do a perception on it as well. 15. So you look at it and it, it just looks like normal water. Like the, you can't see anything that appears off. Hey, uh, Remy. Uh, your name Remy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, so I'm Ago Ishlada. But by, by the way, where do you know the, where does water come from? It's uh, obviously from the system, but if they come from someplace else. It's, it's just a, a well, I think just comes up all the water in the in the complex comes from the same place i, n- I never really investigated it hmm. okay yeah thank you. you've been very helpful you're welcome can i go see rusty now i'm not stopping you what do you think gal can he go see rusty he's very worried as i said as long as you're you're very cautious and and you use discretion i think that you can go see rusty just just make sure he doesn't get out again like I said, I, d- I don't understand what happened. He d- he never behaves like that. Did you, did you see anything that would suggest why he was acting that way when you when you locked him up or the other animals? No, we didn't, and that is precisely what we aim to figure out. You would want to drink the water, <laughs> Vinny. I was about to say that. That Vinny was would make that this was my next thing. That was actually my next thing once he left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Cal will drink it, and he's going to. Oh wow. Holy shit, okay. A cow, I don't know if that's a good eye. Oh, too late. Berserker. <laughs> so Remy <laughs> runs off. He heads off towards the the opening to go and find Rusty. And Cal is going to drink the water. Cal walks over and looks at the water suspiciously. You said it doesn't look like anything, but he's going to kind of cup his hands, get a bit, and slurp it up. And he immediately, Cal immediately gets like a splitting headache and has this intense feeling of irritability. He's not like violent, more violent, but he just, he's very irritated. Little things seem to be bothering him. He looks over, maybe sees Frost and he's like, yeah, quit picking your teeth. He's just <laughs> very irritable. Frost, Frost is just pacing back and forth, back and forth. No saving throw? <laughs> So he's just Corey when somebody's on the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, he's just me normally. <laughs> Frost, your brother, drink the water, and we think the water bad. So then why'd he drink it? <laughs> you ask him, don't ask me. I'm not his brother's keeper. Because why the fuck not? Get off my ass! 
Yeah, that's why that water's fucked up. That's that's not uh, that's not Cal. That's not Cal talking. Quinn's gonna walk into the room. Would Quinn be able to tell if there was any magic involved with the water? Uh, you can roll. Just roll a Arcana or something like that. That's a natural twenty. I'd be twenty-seven with uh, Arcana bonus. As far as you can tell, there is nothing magical that has happened to this. Could I also could uh, Quinn also roll for herbalism because he has lore herbalism? Yeah, but I I can tell you. Uh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Uh, it's an eighteen. Again, you look at the surface of the water. Maybe dip your hand into it. And nothing seems off about this. It it seems like normal water. I don't know. It's fucking drugs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some nice rolls. But yeah, nothing other than that that splitting headache that Cal has. You can't tell anything is amiss with this water. Although, since you rolled so well, I will remind you that you did notice in the fight with uh, Rusty that he did have some. I think it was Cal that noticed that there was black stuff dripping from his mouth that is not normal for a rust monster. Cool. <laughs> and again, don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Does Cal's rage or uh, irritability seem to be abating? It seems to be abating fairly quickly. Whatever impact it had on the animals doesn't seem to be as powerful with Cal. Now, whether that's because time has gone by or because Cal's human or what, I don't think you could know that at this point. You could, if you wanted, take a sample to the Edge Watch and they could they could look into it, but there, there's really nothing you can tell at this point. Drink some more. Let's get some mouth tar and send it back to the lab. <laughs> yeah. Okay, God. Obviously, there was something wrong with the water. You know, it, uh, it no, no offense, Cal, but it affect you. You know, you're, you're acting a little bit weird. And Frost say this is not normal. So, Quinn. You're acting weird. Or, <laughs> nah, okay. Not really, but okay. So, hey, Quinn, you can't tell nothing wrong with the water, right? No, it, it's, it's, from what I can tell, it's not magical. And if, if it's using, if there's any herbs in it or any kind of oils, like, it's nothing I've seen before. Well, the only thing I can think we can do right now is lock the door, uh, let nobody else in, and we go figure out where the rest of the people, because there's just, we, we still don't know what's interesting if there's something happening in the building. All we know is this is probably not just normal, you know? Somebody has done this. Frost leans in to the, uh, in the door. What's taking so long? We gotta keep moving forward, guys. Man, we got a water mystery. Just... <laughs> Cal! <laughs> Cal, get one of your empty vials, get some of that water, put it in your pocket, we'll look at it later. We gotta go. Alright, alright. And he does exactly that. <laughs> As we exit the door, I'm gonna see if there's a way to lock the door behind us. Or bar it, or anything. Yep, it's got a typical lock. It doesn't look like Rusty got to this one. It's like a little padlock. You mentioned that uh, the door to the big building, there's no way for me to open it. Yeah, none that you can see. It, it opens from the other side. There are signs, now that you're looking at it a little more closely, there are signs there basically saying, like, end of tour. You would come out, exit only kind of thing. I, I guess if you sat there and hacked away at it, you could probably get through. It is wooden, but would take a while. 
Uh, so I'll go around the corner, and do I see a sign that says entrance? No, this, uh, so the area you're in right now, the closest door you can see is about 50 feet to your uh, west. Excuse me, 50 feet to, now I'm screwing up directions entirely. <laughs> east. 50 feet to your east. Yep, okay. so I'll just I'll walk around the building and head towards the other door. Oh, uh, slow down there, Speedy Gonzalez. What do you think? You're a rust monster? You can't move that fast on the map. Just so people know, Lurson moved his character at about 400 feet per second. As you start moving above the north end of the pool, you hear the water splash. The penguin starts oh, squawking no. again, and a snake jumps out at you. It is coiled, and it has a surprise attack. This is a, just so you know, this is, I say snake. This is not just any snake. This is Big Berta that Remy mentioned. It is a giant viper. Just hiding in the grass? Just hiding in the, it came out of the water. So you were close enough that it can reach 10 feet when it's coiled. And so it, you moved close enough that it can reach out and attack. And that is a 28 to hit. Oh, oh my god. Holy. No, no. Fucking no, hell. No, oh god. That's a critical, no, this place sucks. It's exactly 10 plus my armor class. All right. So here here we go. It does nine points of damage. So and? it just, boom, co- uh, comes uncoiled, <laughs> sinks its fangs right into you at, in a quick attack. It's now not coiled any longer, and everybody can roll for initiative. And a natty 20 on the snake's initiative. Oh, great. Quinn got a nine. Cal got a 23. I'll go 13. Nice. Awesome. 18. Big Berta is going to go first. Cal second. Cal's killing the initiative rolls. And then Frost, Ago, Quinn. And before we actually start, I mean, I realize combat has actually already started, but before we get going too far, I'm going to need a fortitude save from Lurson because Frost got bitten by a big old snake. Nope. Uh, Hand was off the dice. I'm... I'm sorry for your uh, for your luck. Luckily, there's two fortitude saves. I got a 15. Unfortunately, that does Fuck's not sake. do it. Oh. You are going to take oh, one poison damage. Good. Any more than that, and I would be in some serious trouble. But this lasts for six rounds. Oh, cool. What, does yeah. he get like a typical save? I guess. I think. Uh, Save after every I mean, round. It's poison. So, are there stages to the poison? There are. All right. So I get to save it every round. Yep. If I fail, it goes to the next stage. If I succeed, yep, I go back. All right. So that's a rough way to start, but the snake is now up, and it is uncoiled. It doesn't move at frost at this point. It starts slithering towards Quinn, who was nice enough to mention that he hasn't been touched yet. I knew this was going to be an issue. <laughs> so let me get said snake on the map. And he's going to move towards you. So it moves up on Quinn and it bites at Quinn. It actually uses two uh, actions to move towards Quinn. That is one fast snake. And that's 26 to hit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a, that's a critical. Eight points of damage. And you got to roll your fortitude save. Uh, that's an 11. All right. So you are also poisoned, and that is six points of damage. 
<laughs> Jesus. That puts me down to one. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Cal, you're up. Wait, one stamina or one HP? One HP. Oh, my Jesus. God. Oh, my God. We are so... Oh, we thought the hyenas were not bad. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> False sense of security, gentlemen. Big Berta is nasty. Okay, uh, unfortunately, Cal is still in the building, apparently, because whenever we do things not in <laughs> combat, it kind of fucks things up whenever we immediately jump into combat. I'll give Cal the benefit of the doubt that he was actually moving with them and that Frost was just moving a little faster. So he's not still in the building. He's with the uh, with Ago and Quinn. He just wasn't moving as fast as Frost. All right. Well, I'll put Cal directly behind Ago. Standing in between the two buildings. Cal's going to pull one of his bombs and give it a throw, which I think the snake is going to have cover here, right? Like a, a plus one. Yes. Yeah. Just a plus one, though. Yeah. All right. Hope to God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's a 20 to hit. That's there a hit. Goes. There he goes. Yes. Fuck Burn. Yeah. Burn it. <laughs> what a suck to fight. baby, burn. Disco Inferno. Disco ball comes down over the water. <laughs> Shining off. All right. One splash damage, one persistent fire damage. There we go. <laughs> I just tried to roll, <laughs> tried to roll a d8, and I got a ten, which clued me in. It was not a d8. <laughs> It'll be an additional six fire damage. Yes, burn that snake. All right, it is still your turn. I've got one bomb left, and I don't want to gamble it on multiple attack penalty. <laughs> so <laughs> Seems wise. So you're going to grapple the snake. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. I am not. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that with my negative one athletics bonus. <laughs> uh, I'm going to draw my crossbow, and that will be the end of my turn. All right, so Frost is up with Ago on deck. Uh, so, yeah, this giant snake just popped up out of the water, bit him, and then took off after his friends. He uh, is just so, so embarrassed that it snuck up on him and pissed that he's bleeding. So he's going to run at the snake. But knowing that it has a 10-foot reach, because it did that to him, he's going to stay a little bit back and take his... Gasarm and just try to chop it in half. All right. With a power attack. Here we go. That is a 24 sound. Sounds like a hit. All right. Come on, big numbers. That is 13 damage. Ooh. And that is all my moves. This snake is in rough shape. So Ago is up. McQuinn on deck. All right. Now that the, uh, the the fire has spread onto the snake and uh, I see the frost smashed it good, I'm going to bend down and just heave the thing as far away from Quinn as I possibly can with a, uh, a shove. As Ago's doing this, I want to know, who's more upset, Frost or Lurson? 
Lurson understands all the mechanics of it, so he's fine with it. Frost is just annoyed that he stepped on a snake and got bit. <laughs> all right, I'll go. Gonna shove. Right, exactly. So I, I reach down and uh, basically I'm gonna just shove this thing off of Quinn as far as I can, and that is a 16 against its fortitude. No, nope, it it doesn't move. All right. Well, that sucks. Ago's success with shoving powerful creatures is is low, but I don't think it's a bad play. I think that Ago would totally do that. It's just uh, some of these creatures are hard to shove around. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm I'm learning that real quick. Second action, draw the kukri because I was not in. I was not talking and hanging out with uh, Remy with uh, a, a drawn kukri. And then uh, third and final action is going to be an attack and uh, with the Kukri, and that is a natural one, my friends. Oh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can just get yourself a Kasarm. You can't sheath it. <laughs> so what, what's the damage with that card, Larson? Yeah. Uh, I don't, are we doing yeah. fumbles? Natu- yeah. On natural ones, it's a fumble. Okay. We're not doing we're not doing it on a critical fail, but we're that, doing it on a natty this one. This is a straight up natty one, my friend. That I, is uh, correct. Regret, regret to inform the audience that, uh, yeah. You know, after everything I've done for you. <laughs> I know, man. Hey, I tried to swing that thing, the snake off of you, but, you know, I mean, yeah, your, your tea bags are good, but. <laughs> you might have right. to think twice about that Easter egg. <laughs> All right, so take some liberties with these cards just to make them fit the cir- circumstances. So I'll go. He slashes out with his kukri and misses. The snake spits into his face. A little bit of venom. He is sickened three. Oh, what the? Three? You are sickened, sickened three. So sickened is you take a status penalty equal to the value on all checks and DCs. So a minus three to all checks and DCs. And you can't willingly ingest anything, which is upsetting for Ago, who, who likes to eat. Just so you know, you can spend an action retching to attempt a fortitude save against the DC of the sickening effect. On a success, you'll reduce the value by one, and on a critical success, you'd reduce the value by two. Well, I'm all out of actions, yep. so uh, I guess I'm not retching this round. Well, that all sucks. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, well. Well, Quinn is up, and Big Bird is on deck. I'm thinking Quinn's just going to try to get the fuck away. Seems, like seems reasonable taken ha- given how much damage he's taken. Quinn's going to move about 20 feet to the south. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just knocking over bears. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> jumping over some bears. <laughs> so 20 feet to the south. Just so people have, have an image of where this is, he just ran past the concession stand. And definitely jumped over a bunch of barrels. Like he yep. just tiptoed over them. Yeah, the candy corn. We'll come back for it later. After taking this damage, uh, he's just going to uh, raise a magical shield. All right. And that's the end of his turn. All right. It is back to uh, the top of the round. Big Berta takes uh, one, the one persistent fire, right? What's the save on that? It is a DC 15. Just a flat, right? It is, but it's at the end of Big Berta's turn. While Big Berta is uh, hurting pretty badly and just quickly moves back past Frost, past Frost, within five feet of Frost, and is moving back into the water. All right, so finally, (laughs) 
Kill Ross it. Can, Kill Ross it. can take an attack of opportunity against this thing as it slithers by. Alright, which dice? Which dice? He's gonna roll them all and decide which one he likes the best. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure that's a miss with a 14. That's a miss. And Big Berta just keeps on moving and rolls into the water. You can see her coil up and just sink back down to the bottom of the water, 10 feet deep. Holy shit, that thing can move. I think we let this thing just go away. Let it just eat penguins for a bit? That's fine. <laughs> As it went back under the water, the penguin like d- dives back into the water but on the other side from where the snake went and just like scoots over to the to the shore, squawking the whole way and moves towards the, con- the concession stand. I don't care about his reproach or his rebukes. We'll let Big Bird go. <laughs> it is technically Cal's turn right now with Frost on deck. Cal is going to see that it dove under the water and he's going to call out what do we do our our god said that it was hurting but uh (laughs) we we definitely have the chance to leave here what's the call fellas let it bleed on the bottom of the pond i think you can hit it with that crossbow there's a very low chance of that but all right so cal's cal's gonna move to the edge (laughs) of the water I'm going to defer a little bit here, but I feel like that's got to be greater cover. You've got the rocks in between you and it. It's 10 feet underwater. Like, it's going to be really hard to hit that thing. Uh, it's going to be a miracle shot. You, be- you better roll that natty 20. Boat fishing is a, is a thing, Yeah, right? it's, it's possible. So, I do it all the time. It's just you got those rocks between you. Now, if you moved uh, more to the north, you would be able to attack it without, without the rocks being in the way. I'd give it cover for that, not greater cover. Yeah, so plus two, right? Yeah, yeah. As you're winding up, I just want to stop you, because you, as you're getting that crossbow ready, you see another stone pillar that says, uh, fun fact, penguins were created by Aridin in order to serve at a stately dinner. They made poor waiters and were banished to the crown of the world. <laughs> Who the fuck wrote these signs? <laughs> Somebody I think we need to get on our staff. (laughs) (laughs) I actually wrote that sign, so they they are on your staff. (laughs) (laughs) That is not in the AP, just that it's it's not a fact. It was at Aridin's Arms uh, sister restaurant, the uh, Aridin's Flippers. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Unfortunately, I have to load this crossbow, which is going to take my second action. You can do it, brother. But for the third action... I'm going to let this bitch fly. Oh, how mighty. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. And I'm going to let that bitch fly with a natural four. (laughs) (laughs) Arrow hits the water and just sort of skips, skips off. You see it slowly sink down to the bottom. It is now Frost's turn, uh, and Frost is going to have to, at some point in this turn, make a save against that poison. That's at the end of the turn, though, right? At the end of my turn, huh? Yeah. All right, well... Frost is going to watch, walk to the water's edge. Go spearfishing? Go so, do some spearfishing, which I have also done in real life. And he's going to take a stab at this thing as hard as he can. I'm going to allow it. You're going to allow it? He's, he's probably not 10 feet away from you. You'd have to like get in the water, but I'm going to allow it. 
Is he throwing the geese on? Can uh, you throw the geese on? I mean, if you would like me to, it's a uh, 21 to hit. <laughs> it's a hit. How does 13 damage sound? Sounds like Jesus. it died at the bottom of the water because your GM so benevolent and allowed you to attack it. It <laughs> is dead. It just I'm bleeds. About. And oh. <laughs> you hear a squawk of approval from the penguin that's running away. <laughs> I bow. <laughs> So we're just going through the zoo and killing off everything. Pretty much. It's pretty great. Much. I mean, that's a pretty... You you did notice in the fight that it had also had the black stuff dripping from its mouth. Does Cal have the black stuff dripping no, from his mouth? No, he does not. <laughs> just checking. Just so checking. what you're telling us is this is a poorly run sea world. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Oh, God. What does so, it take for that? So the snake is dead. Frost has to save against the poison getting worse. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. know if Cal has any way to stop this. Um, is it? Uh, it's a flat check or a fortitude? Fortitude. It is a 15 on the die for a 20 fortitude save. You made it. It's, it's a DC 17. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Okay, so combat is over. So Quinn is going to have to make the same save to prevent himself from being knocked. If combat's over... Uh, Quinn's knocked. No, no, no. Hold on. If combat's over, Cal does have a way to help with this. Cal's going to walk over to Quinn and give him a vial of anti-plague lesser. There we go. All right. So I'm going to say that I'm going to retcon that for you and say that Quinn moves towards Cal because (laughs) technically Quinn would have to make the save before that could happen and he could be dead. So I'm going to have, have Quinn move towards Cal, if that's all right with Quinn. Whatever ends up with Quinn not being poisoned as fuck, I'm good with. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's going to be quick. Cal's going to hand him a vial. Drank this down quick. Quinn's not going to uh, not going to question it, and he's going to drink it. <laughs> that was the water from the well. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn gets a splitting headache. He's very angry. <laughs> Anyway, this this vial gives him a, a plus two to fortitude saves. All right, make that safe. Can I uh, can I add that? Because was that a status bonus or was it a circumstance bonus? Give me a second. <laughs> the only reason I ask is because I was going to treat poison using the medicine skill, which gives a plus two circ. Or if I succeed, it gives a plus two circumstance. It takes ten bonus. minutes though, doesn't it? Uh, no, it's a single action. Mm. That's one of the few that does have a single gotcha. action for uh, medicine. Gotcha. I see that sort of like the Heimlich maneuver where you go over yeah. and punch the guy in the gut or something like that and, and you Ag- stick your fingers down his throat. Ago's turn <laughs> does come before Quinn's. Well, you said we're out of battle. I was more meaning that, like, given the amount of time that you'd have, Quinn would technically have to make that save fairly soon. Uh, mine is an item bonus. Excellent. So they stack because an item, circumstance, and status bonus is all stack. I'm retching. I'll uh, I'll stagger my way over towards uh, Quinn as uh, as Cal hands him the vial, and I'll say, "Oh, also, also, stick your finger down your throat," and um, and that's my medicine check, basically. All right, for this big moment here. Yeah, so that is a seventeen. So the um, minus three. Oh, right. To all checks. Fucking yep. stickened. Right. God damn it. All right, so that is a 14 against the poison's DC. So DC 17. So nothing happens. Nothing happens. Okay, yeah. Sticking your fingers down your throat doesn't work. Sorry, Quinn. <laughs> it's okay. 
Ross is right behind you. He's like, you do realize he was bitten. He didn't ingest the poison, right? Hey, yeah, I you gotta suck that out like Texas Walker <laughs> Ranger. Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> or Texas Walker Texas. Ranger. That's a, that's the, that's the <laughs> show in Absalom. <laughs> okay, that's a 16. Plus your fortitude? Oh, 19. Yeah! Uh, you, you you did it too quickly for me to say, and we're going to wait to find out next week whether Quinn's dead or not. <laughs> so, Quinn saves. He's no longer poisoned. Frost also saved. Ago looks over. He sees a sign uh, just at the corner of the water. It says uh, that, that uh, penguins can't be eaten as their skin is venomous. And uh, <laughs> and you guys are just tired on the edge of the water, dead snake at the bottom, couple dead hyenas lying on the edge. You haven't even moved into the zoo yet. You can hear some squawking from some animals in the caravan the, down to the south. And we're going to call it there for this week before you move into the zoo. I think for the final zoo episode next week. <laughs> I mean, I throw up. the way our health is, is going to be our last episode one way or another. <laughs> I, I totally throw up. <laughs>